Current events. Hi, how's everybody doing? Hi. I, uh, uh, I, did, what? No. See, we don't even know how to do this when we're doing yeah, it this way. It's yeah. so weird. It's so uncalled for. I'm sorry. This is. We are definitely like book people, but we're trying to do the current events thing. Yes, we did. Um, we did a poll. We asked people if if we're going to release stuff that's just kind of yeah. Uh, uh, Edition for like like Bonus. not yeah Very just a, just a thing if hey I didn't want to listen to the book right now I but right. I but I I for some reason want to listen to these two chuckle fucks talk right um what do you want what did you want to talk about and and the general consensus seemed to be uh, current events and then other worky related stuff so we're going to yeah now David uh David you are wildly uncomfortable with this with this concept I I yeah we are book people I don't I don't like this free flowing like chat thing I I yeah yeah I yeah David does not like the concept that he has good. T- and people want those takes. I don't. Um, so I, I apologize that I'm going to be sitting here milking takes out of David. Um, but there is is going to happen because I need to learn things. Um, and yeah. the theory here also is that if we get the uh, we we get all our crunch, David. I swear to God, I swear. I sw- one minute in, one minute in. I swear. Oh, you. Um, but we, our, our theory here is that if we if we get all of our current event juices out on an episode like this, and then release one like current events episode a month, then when we actually dive in to record the work, we'll be more focused and concise on that. Yeah, and less obviously we'll still tie it back to current if events it, as it come up exactly but well, if it's relevant and if it yeah. ties, ties up but it keeps us more on track and we don't end up with 30 minute divergence because we really feel the need to talk about um general Suleimani in the middle of what should right. be an episode on black reconstruction in america and there's not a lot of overlap there right and this all started because general Suleimani was such a big thing yes and it, it really was yes it know? was it was and we actually weirdly enough we did one uh we did one way back as an addendum, like at the end of an episode, we just kind of talked about some like really heavy, depressing shit for like 15 minutes and yeah. cut that off and left it as its own episode. And so this it's following in the grand tradition. But this is this is what we're going to do. If you don't like it, tell us. Um, but honestly, also, we'll we'll look at the num- The only reason we're doing this is because when we were were looking at the the just pure numbers that came in off of the episodes, more people listened to the current events one than listened to anything that bookended it. So, yeah, if no one's listening to this, we're not going to do it. We're just doing it because it seems like people want it. If yeah, you don't and, want it, and, fine. and we obviously don't want people diverging from listening to the theory. That's the whole point of this no. podcast. But so we're never going to replace like your normal Wednesday episode with this. Yeah, yeah. This won't be like, oh yeah, you know, one Wednesday's current events and the next is the book. This is this is always going to be the Monday bonus or yeah, you know. And sometimes we, we may not do it, and I won't feel yeah. bad about that because this is pure bonus. This is yeah. pure fun and exciting. This whatever is, it is, this is extra, extra. Read all about it. This is extra. So yes. speaking of things that are extra, David, yes. um, what what is burning? What is burning you up inside right now? Oh, burning me up inside is the sinophobia happening right now. Oh, let's. Of sinophobia. I like sci- I like talking about sinophobia. Let's talk about some sinophobia. Say you like sinophobia. It was yeah. You almost good that one. I, I, it almost got out. It didn't. I kept it in. Ha ha! I hear you, Silas. I see you there. Um, no. Um, so yeah. So I, I assume when you're talking about that, we're talking about the uh, the fun uh, virus that sounds like yeah. a uh, Mexican Cervantes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the coronavirus. So yes. Um, um, yeah. One. What the fuck is that? Uh, you guys have to realize, and I think you're going to realize this more if we do the current events episodes. Yeah. I am a complete idiot. I refuse to engage with the world uh, on a minute-to-minute basis <laughs> because it makes me upset. And so I just don't pay attention to shit. Like, I see coronavirus, and there's like, oh, you can read this article and know about that thing. I'm like, fuck you. I'm going to watch Bob Ross paint for an hour, motherfucker. <laughs> no, you can't make me. You can't make me know things. But the, So the only time I'm forced to Happy know things little is- little trees, man. Happy the, little trees. You say that. It is soothing. The only times I'm forced to know things are when I'm with David. Or 
Or yeah. I get a weird uh, push article from the Wall Street Journal to my phone that forces me to do a Wall Street Journal, you know, yeah, article of the week. Art of the week. Uh, uh, and I and thankfully yeah. I haven't seen any of those because it's, it's obsessed with Kobe Bryant right now. So I could just ignore that and move yeah, on with my go, life. Go, go. Just sidestep entirely and not have Absolutely. to deal with their awful takes about something. So, David, um, what's a coronavirus? Uh, coronavirus is an upper respiratory virus that uh, has pneumonia-like symptoms. Oh, is this... Okay, no, this this may seem a little too on the nose. That that sounds very similar to what SARS was. That- yeah, yeah. That then I think people are in that state of panic over it, which was the other fun, exciting, exotic, uh, imported disease from the Orient that got everyone all sorts of scared. Yeah, which is, always seems to be a bigger thing. Like uh, American food companies will have giant E. coli scares, and it'll be a big deal because you have to do something about it. But it seems to be less published from E. coli and lettuce. Well, than, it's also than these. It's know. also not. Uh, it's not pointed at as look at the bourgeois decadence of america not you know bothering to clean their food those those evil bastards they've caused us to get e coli it's seen as like a blip in the radar whereas with china i've been seeing a lot of uh well this is what those barbarians get for eating cats and dogs weird shit which is which is ridiculous yeah setting aside that americans eat plenty of animals i mean cows are considered sacred and hindu and look how fucking much steak we have you seen that gif video of the cows running out into the field with bono's beautiful day playing behind it no oh come on now it's the joyous the fact that we eat those things (laughs) and we think we're better than people is a fucking sham it's it's it's, it's 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 ridiculous and then people um talk about you know oh well you know bats carry a lot of disease and stuff it's like the fuck do you think chickens do (laughs) i mean yeah i mean there is literally one of the most pernicious uh crazy diseases in the world uh is is not known by its actual name of crutchfeld's yakov it's literally called mad cow disease yeah and we did not stop eating cows we plowed right on through yeah yeah i mean we eat cows we eat poultry all kinds of stuff um but we just look down on and and usually a lot of that stuff isn't even necessarily true you know no. like the whole bat thing it's not like a bunch of people even in a region because remember china is a huge country most populated what? on earth David. It's, it's enormous it's got vibrant it's these, differences in culture it is these hot takes that i come here for china <laughs> china is big thank you thank you i'm good i know this now uh, but people think it's you know a, a regional culture, and you can kind of th- assume to get away with that other side of the world, big region. Th- this is not even that, you know. I mean, there's a few bougie Chinese people, like super rich ones, that eat you know bats as a delicacy. And one I think was even on Weibo in 2016, and you got like completely reprimanded for posting a video about oh, it. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it's not something even like the common Chinese person is super fond of. No, because we know what the common kind, common Chinese person is super fond of, and it's our our good drinking friend that 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 Peng yeah. that ever that that he, he you don't see him getting coronavirus do you no right he's right. just chugging beer and being happy doing king shit <laughs> he's a good dude he is a fantastic human being he is a fantastic I love people being. accusing that of being like a Chinese op like like that's like a PR yeah. op for China I'm like yeah. if it is they've got the CIA so outdone like it's not even close like that's the best <laughs> op in the history of time and if that's your op bring it on yeah I am I am here for it yeah 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 and speaking of cia apps i do not i'm not going to subscribe without any evidence because i'm usually one that waits till there's evidence to subscribe to any kind of cia op theory but you do have to remember like mk ultra was a thing um this would not be far-fetched for the u.s to uh send some some something in there to china to to spread a disease but i'm thinking you went M- i love how you went mk ultra and didn't just go to like our found like that's an og founding thing like oh sure yeah we, i mean but we, i meant we, like smallpox blank, small yeah smallpox blankets were a thing like yeah. like no we we, we oh, love yeah we love biological play. warfare dude yeah, like, yeah come on now uh that said i think it's it's uh contain enough to a region that I, I don't think this was any kind of... No, I would I think and this I, was naturally born. Yeah, I think this would be... Otherwise, I think it would be wider spread. But then you also got to look at... So, so again, explain... I'm, I'm, I'm just confused as to why... Why does... The, why is this a thing? So, how many people are sick? Uh, I think it's... 10,000 is the number I saw last. Um, 41 was the last uh, point in the death toll that I had seen it died, which... Okay. I mean, that that's a, that's a 
significant it's a number, significant number a, of people a, to die from a virus that no one had heard of until yes. yesterday kind of a thing i yeah. get that yeah i get that and i mean this stuff's always going to be more sensational for example like the flu no one's in a giant flu panic now the flu kills four to five thousand people a year and this this flu season's already killed 6600 it's actually yeah. a 65 uh, percent pace percent pace over normal so yeah you know i mean an extra two thousand people dead man we've heard of the flu yeah uh but this one came from fancy china. fancy new china disease 41 people are dead holy shit uh that said i mean there is like with it it's not not you know great and china is definitely addressing it they uh they went out and they I've been watching video of that, like that. There's it's like just the they're biggest, building a hospital in a matter of days, like, yeah. Like two, like a, like eight days for a hospital to be live and in action. Six six days, I think originally ten days ago. I think they're saying six days now because they've done a seven day hospital before. Um, so six days is, is their goal to build a hospital to. And I do love how everyone's 10, like, people. Everyone's like, no, it's concentration camp. It's concentration camp. They're oh like, God, are it, people even? I hadn't even oh, seen that. Oh yeah. Take. Oh my Jesus God. Yeah, of course it was. Of course it was. That yeah. Was no, I'm not shocked, but I hadn't seen that one. Yeah. God, yeah. They're like, no, no. It's just a covert. Usually, usually what I had seen is I bet it's not very well built. Which fuck it. They built one in in seven days, and it was one of the best damn built hospitals in the world. Fuck yeah, off. Yeah. You just want to dismiss it because they're Chinese. No, it's 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 pure. It's I mean it, it's pure. Sinophobia, and it's yeah. getting it's it's pretty it's pretty wild it's yeah. pretty it's but pretty insane they're building a hospital they've uh, brought in the who uh which is the world health organization from the united nations so they're definitely getting as much outside help I, I as thought, they can i thought pete townsend was going to be involved in this and i'm okay so that's that's it's not pete is what you're saying no it's not pete. okay not pete uh, so, <laughs> so anyway uh who, who are you uh, yes yes that was the reference i was <laughs> no i know but now that was in my you. head i had to get no, that was i had to get it out of my mouth okay. to get it out of my head csi uh, coronavirus so anyway go. i'm gonna go like flipping finger anyway um so uh they brought in the WHO. They have quarantined the area, which is now seen as authoritarian. You're quarantining 35 million people. You quarantine any populated area in China with 1.4 billion people. Yeah, in, it's, it's in population. It's going to be millions of people that are quarantined. Yeah, if you do it, and and that's just a smart. That's just a smart safety. That, that's smart safety step one in yeah, anything like this. That, that you better be doing. Yeah, like the, like that's 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 contain an epidemic 101. Yeah, it's not it's, it's not crazy. And and the U.S. <laughs> again the U.S is confused by this because we're okay not vaccinating children and letting them go to public schools so i mean obviously we're a little you know our fun concept of personal autonomy uh getting stepped on to save lives is not something we're a fan of yeah and uh the report is out tuesday the u.s is going to be pulling back citizens and diplomats uh from china it's almost like they want the disease oh yeah like that's they're going to san francisco yeah that's, that's um, which, solid. which is great because then when the disease spreads, they can blame it on China and they can blame it on the homeless population in San Francisco. Oh, I thought we were going to go with some, they want. I thought it know. was going to be some like liberal decadence. Oh yeah, know, yeah, some, they'll blame it on Pelosi. Yeah, they'll, they'll blame. <laughs> no, yeah. the, 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 but it, the Republicans will blame it on Pelosi. the The general media will be blaming it on China. Yeah, no, um, of and then there'll be some right wingers in between that that don't don't want to buy into the anti Democrat hysteria. They're they're moderate. Uh, by the way, it's the homeless fault i'm sure they'll be that <laughs> um so that's gonna happen uh france god. and the uk's uh and i got i remember we were told not to call it the uk that's that's not good to, to, to france and great britain wait i thought i was i that's, was explicit- that's disrespectful to ireland who's been colonized. oh see i got explicitly MC. yelled at for calling it uh, not the united kingdom so no I'm- it is definitely great britain unless you you don't uh, stand with our, our uh irish republican friends well, i guess it depends on which re- which which region you're referring to then you got to be specific then yeah um, we'll be specific but nonetheless uh great britain france and the united states are definitely pulling citizens and diplomats out of wuhan um, purposely under a quarantine, like violating the crap out of that and and calling their shot. We're doing this Tuesday, um, I guess, in hopes of spreading a disease. I don't know what the hell is wrong with them. And, of course, the super-duper, uh, quote-unquote, Freedom Hong Kong protesters uh, in their Union Jack and, and uh, Pepe Frog waving, ha- there was a, a building being built uh, for quarantine purposes uh, should the disease hit Hong Kong at all. And they are burning that down. They've, they've already set a fire in the lobby. That seems like a bad idea. And they've added an anti-epidemic five-point plan. Um, um, 
And, um, and like one point one three and what's fourth. Josh's what's Josh's solution to don't get don't get a virus? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, one, three and four seem seem pretty reasonable. It's like, you know, provide masks and allow people to work from home. Uh, but two and five are just two different ways to say don't let anybody travel to and from the mainland. Oh, oh, OK. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, that's get those dirty mainlanders away from us. Uh, meanwhile, they're burning down the quarantine building. So they believe in quarantine, but they don't believe in quarantine. Uh, also, they can come up with a, a new excuse to throw up their Heil Hitler plans and say it was, or Heil Hitler hands and say it was just totally, totally a protest signal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that seems that seems about on the nose. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that very in line with everything those guys have basically done. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah that, sounds, that, sounds, that sounds pretty well, pretty mm-hmm. well about right. Yeah. So it's just a gross situation all around. There are people that, I mean, I've seen takes talking about people uh, who it's in their blood to be barbaric and eat these animals and just yep, the most saw that one today. blatantly racist shit you could possibly find. Um, you know, again, I, it was a coworker who told me uh, about the bat thing that he'd heard um, before I had to like research that and figure out how it was a delicacy <laughs> and how it was, someone was getting reprimanded on Weibo. I mean, this is just something that people are, you can say anything you want. And people are like, oh, wow. You know, and of course, if, the Reuters and um, AP and everybody is just going to run with whatever the hell headline they're told. Yeah. Um, I think it was New York Times had something out there. Uh, and I, I, I was commenting on this when I saw it. Uh, but they called it uh, China's omnivorous market. That That's just a haven for disease. And it's like, uh, this is a scare word, omnivorous there to make it sound like oh they just eat any damn thing because they're dirty Chinese yeah. people it just means you eat meat and plants we That's are about, all fucking omnivores I was about to say, I'm very confused we, by that like. we specifically have our dental design in our skull to bite meat in the front and chew vegetables in the back very we're omnivores just, I, using omnivore as a scare word is a little it's, bit it's it's very up New York Times alley though yeah, yeah no you know what that actually that actually yeah. jives yeah, yeah that yeah, actually yeah. very much jives so mm-hmm. All right. So uh, anything, anything else other than so? So basically, this is a there is a there is a real virus spreading in China, yes. which is a thing that happens from time to time because people get sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, China is addressing it. Uh, it is not some uniquely Chinese disease, and it is not uh, because they happen to be wild. Uh, savage barbarians that just like to eat uh, raw tortured animals because that's apparently a thing. Oh yeah, I've seen all kinds of takes from that too. All all the white vegans are out there and they don't understand. So, okay, Uh, if anyone's not familiar with the concept of rigor mortis, okay, when several animals die, their muscles will stiffen up, okay, and then you become like almost like a like humans will yes. die very quickly and stiffen up, okay. Yes, um, it's it's called rigor mortis, and different animals go through rigor mortis at different speeds. And animals that go through rigor mortis very slowly, uh, their muscles will still react to electronic uh, impulses and to certain chemical impulses such as sodium and twitch. I mean, a lot of people have seen like if you pour soy sauce on the one squid, it starts waving its its tentacles and stuff around, right? Yes. And one of the things going around, because you always have to have these these videos of, you know, going around is, is one of these Hong Kong protester people um, all decked out in, in Union Jack flags uh, was putting a video of a supposedly tortured frog. Okay, that's the one I saw. And it was like crawling out of the pan. Yes. And obviously these are muscles that will still twitch if if they're introduced to sodium. The frog was skinned and didn't have a fucking head. There's no way that thing would be alive without a head. And it's supposed now, to be Now, I am going to introduce you after this episode to someone named Mike the Chicken. Okay, um. fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> now, Mike I've the never chicken. heard such a story about a frog. Okay, well, and I, Mike the I, Chicken I, had brain left connected to the spinal cord. I think you did. Yes. There was I no visible did. brain on this on this frog. You are correct. There was no visible brain so, on yes. th- this was not a Mike normally, the frog. Normally, I've I've seen chickens with their heads cut off. And again, there's a lot of like like their their muscles are, are twitching and chickens will run around. Yeah, this is this is starting to feel gross. Yeah. Um <laughs> I'd rather not do this anymore. But but Mike actually had like intact brain. Yes. So. There's a dollop episode on Mike the chicken, guys. So yeah, listen to that it's, one. That's an interesting one. That's it's a good it's a good story. <laughs> yeah. Um Okay, so yeah, so that's uh, so that handles that handles that particular boogaboo. Yes, yes. Is there anything other than sinophobia that has been gnawing at you? Uh, uh, that has been gnawing at me. Anything that you're like, man, this is a bad take. We should correct that take. There's probably a lot. Um, okay, so while you're thinking of something, I'm going to bring up the one that has d- dominated discourse for the last week, give or take. 
for reasons. Um, um, yeah. Uh, it, it, w- let's talk about Joe Rogan. Oh, oh, yeah. We David, are a podcast. After David, all. let's talk about Joe. Let's talk about our our our, our comrade, our our coworker, our our, uh, our our peer, Joe Rogan. Because you know we are all doing we're doing the same job. He's a colleague at this point, essentially. Smack. We should probably link it. We should probably link. Oh, I want comrade Joe Rogan very badly. I'm gonna smack you. I'm gonna. I need that meme. No. Okay. okay. So so let's get this out of the way first and foremost. No, Joe Rogan is not a comrade in any sense of the word. No, he's very bad. He's bad on all fronts and all ways and all things. Yes. Yes. I've seen a wide gamut of takes. And so my curiosity is to run you through them and and kind of see what your opinion of them is. Okay. Um just to kind of kind of center this in in how because I think there are a lot of different I think there are a lot of different tactical ways to look at this and then I think there are some very um very ideological ways to look at this. I don't okay. I don't I don't know how to say that in a way that I don't think is is derogatory to the people that have made them. Um Dogmatic. Let's go with dogmatic. Okay. So, the fact that Joe Rogan just tacitly or not endorses Bernie Sanders. Joe Rogan okay, says yes. he would probably vote for Bernie Sanders. Yes. Now we have. And both, I believe Bernie Bernie went to go on a show too, didn't he? Oh, Bernie's been Bernie went on his show months ago. Oh, Bernie okay. was on his show a long, long time ago. That gotcha. was that was a whole thing when it happened. But gotcha. The the big news was 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 Rogan actually saying that he would vote for him in the primary. Um. And this was seen as a, a huge blah, blah, blah. Now, one, I, I didn't know if that meant that he would, does saying he'll vote for him in the primary mean he'd vote for him in the general? Like, because otherwise this is a moot point. Yeah. Um, regardless. But let's say, let's say it does. Let's say I'm, I didn't, I don't feel like learning anything more about Joe Rogan than I actually have to. Um, <laughs> with you, with you. Yeah. So he, the, the, the one take I've seen is this is a very, very good full stop. Um, and the, I, I mean, I think we both kind of know that that's that it's a little more nuancy than that. Yeah, that's not that's not a great take. <laughs> I've seen this is awful. Bernie should renounce that. Full stop. Okay. Equally seems like an awful bad. I mean, it it is awful and I don't want to see a damn soul defending Joe Rogan and and not seeing this as another reminder that Bernie is part of that ruling class. Yeah. But singling Bernie out to renounce Joe Rogan when and this is one of the things where like it's like if it you don't want to get into like the the well Hillary's better than Trump at least it's better than Trump thing right where no. it's like if 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 you know they do this it's it's not so bad if, if he does this you know so I don't want to be like well all the people asking him to renounce it in bad faith are going to support politicians who you know chum around with Barry Weiss and Brett Stevens and yeah. and George Bush and Colin Powell and fucking every damn ghoul on earth right exactly. I mean they're 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 chumming it up with Henry Kissinger um, people that have actually like killed people um, yes, you know yes not uh, just metaphorically killed people with awful awful takes right. and right and plenty of transphobes themselves oh um, god yeah the yeah i mean i and again you know joe rogan joe rogan is is homophobic he's yeah. transphobic yeah he's, he's uh, an objectively bad he's racist. person yeah yeah he's and, an objectively not good person yeah and he has a huge huge podcast a uh, monstrous following of people who are also probably yeah. Not comrades. No, no, no. They're not, very, I, I believe they do the thing where they tell themselves they're apolitical, which there's no such thing as doing that. Correct. Which means you're you're comfortable upholding the current system. I was about to say, apolitical means I am privileged enough that politics does not affect me one way or another, so I don't have to care. Yeah. That is what apolitical means at the Yeah, end of the which day. is very political because as soon as they start affecting you, you start caring. Exactly. And exactly. so it's, it's a reactionary stance. Exactly. Um, But... So, so I've seen I've seen both of those ends of it. Um, I think that comes down to your. There is a base. I think we we disagree to a certain extent about it, but but not entirely. There's yeah. a base level of can there be any good uses of electoralism at all? Period. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that's 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 where I think I'm. I because I've seen takes from people that I actually that I really do have a lot of respect for. Yeah. Um, and the take that I'm most interested to get your opinion on was was something to the effect of we no communist could support Bernie Sanders for presidency full stop. You would never vote for him. You would never consider it. It would be a detriment to the revolution uh, in every meaningful I, way. And it would only come at the expense of hurting people. I they're, mean, they're, I, 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 
I'm voting third party. I'm not voting for him. I understand that. And I don't think you can call yourself a communist and say campaign for Bernie Sanders. That's not within the the realm of electoralism that like say Lenin talks about in you know in what is to be done in left wing communism and that's kind of what I wanted disorder. to get to yeah um, and, and I think the word the world's meted that out you know as soon as you you lead with a compromise you're already one foot in the door and, and it's going to hard, be hard to backtrack because at worst you're going to be defending your own decisions and then you find yourself uh, you know I mean this kind of flows into that whole uh, like the, the the troops conversation right where yeah uh, you, you find you, you start defending your own decisions and then you wind up, you know, reacting and defending the entire apparatus and not 100 percent of the time, but as a general trend. And that, that's where I can see it, because like yeah. as a as a person that will openly call myself communist, no, no questions about it. Yeah, I would. If, I, but if I actually think you could be communist and vote for Bernie if you think because it's not like it's not like voting for the Green Party is turning away from electoralism. The point of electoralism is to make the ruling class crack. Yeah. Make, make them turn the knife on themselves, make them expose themselves to the public in a way where your radicalization and your political education can enforce things. And if you think Bernie winning, say, the Democratic primary or winning the general, should he win that primary, is the path there. That's that's fine, you know, but if you're campaigning, you know, you're campaigning, your active political stuff should be for what is the modern equivalent of a Bolshevik, which we and that's that's I think the really big issue is I don't is we don't have that. I had this conversation with uh, Zach um, in discord from Psychic Dolphin Garage because there is a the another thing that has popped up. Is there is this there's the the Rose Caucus became a, a fairly yeah. popular thing. Now that though ostensibly to sign on to that to that caucus, it's if you want to try if you've never heard of it and you want to try and conceptualize it, imagine a diametrically opposed but still electoral politics version of the Freedom Caucus in the House. Yeah, I mean you're you're you gotta you gotta define the parameters we're talking diametrically opposed. Exactly. Because within certain parameters, Democrats are diametrically opposed to Republicans. Well no 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 they're not. And, oh well, good lord they're not. Within, Come on within now. it within a range of, of super tight electoral parameters. Whether they have a D or an R next to their name, not in anything policy Again, wise. But that's that's the thing. We know that. But if you square it down to whether they have a D and their R in their name and 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 if they're ostensibly pro choice or pro life, yeah. that's it. That's bam basically. they're they're opposed in that sense you know it's it's how wide you make it exactly um what what we're trying to get is not wide enough to where we're talking like crashing the system versus being part of the system right it's not in the range that that we truly care about but within the visible electoral range it's a wider split uh than say like bernie and trump right yes and and to that end they're on the opposite end of the tea party yeah and and they're on a lot of their policies they are they're again i think all of these people are running mm-hmm. with again from what they're saying they have very good intention i mean their their lead bullet point is abolish the cia okay you're starting from a fairly good point but mm-hmm. we also haven't seen what you do with any kind of power and i sure. think that that's again we saw alexandria ocasio cortez run on on abolish ice and where's that been ever since yeah her and, very first move in office was a vote to fund ice and it wasn't like a vote like if i fund ice you'll give me something it was yeah, just straight, straight up, up a vote yeah to there was, it wasn't even strategic it was just a pure concession vote of, uh-huh. yeah we're doing this and and then when she was pushed about it she had no interest in in pushing against no. you know custom border patrol anything like that it was just straight up ice the, i mean we, like we they had were an independent unit that's not connected to the rest of the system we had the green new deal and there was a, there was a really interesting discussion i heard the other mm-hmm. day um it was on uh oh good god oh fuck how am i failing on this dear god uh uh, oh, well, there's your problem. Holy fuck. Well, there's your problem. Uh, if you don't listen to Well, There's Your Problem, you should. It is very, uh, it's, it's, it's. This is the architecture one? So, uh, industrial engineering disasters. Yeah. Uh, okay. Engineering disasters of any, any, any shade. Yeah. Um, it is not, I mean, again, if you're listening to this and you're a hardcore tanky, um, there are some criticisms of the Soviet Union. And if you're not comfortable with that, just, I'm just telling you right now. So don't, don't act like I walked you into it and you didn't know. Um, like Chernobyl, for instance, not being a great, I, not an engineering marvel to say the least, but I don't yeah. think that's, uh, I don't think that's going out on a limb to say there were some engineering 
engineering uh, mishaps with Chernobyl. Sure, absolutely. I mean, to, to, to like make, you know, nuclear disaster a uniquely Soviet thing and Ex- to say they handled it poorly once it happened, that that's a Western anti-communist exactly. bullshit take. Exactly. To say that there was a problem there that caused a big <laughs> issue, that's undeniably To true. say that Chernobyl was a very poorly built facility by nuclear standards is not, I mean, it's objectively true. They right. built it poorly. Right. It was, it was such a, a big Soviet thing because it was explosion. Yeah. Exactly. Because there was issue with it. But um, they when they were talking about the Green New Deal, uh, basically every form of, of renewable energy yeah. they were going into, like its efficiency rating and stuff like that, these people are the most anti-coal, anti-natural gas on the face of the planet. I, I mean, they will, 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 will go against pipeline and all that. But the solution is much more nuclear, it seems like, than it is anything else. All the other ones, except geothermal, are wildly inefficient and just kind of like happy-go-lucky pipe dreams, which again was what, what the new Green New Deal really came out to be. Yeah, it's a feel-good pipe dream that didn't really fucking accomplish anything. Right. If capitalism just slows down real nice and shakes a bunch of hands, we won't have the issue capitalism causes. Yeah. And so instead, what have we seen from that? So again, this is what I'm saying, is whether or not these people, and then the argument is, well, if you get enough of them elected, then they can do things. And I just don't know that to be true. And I've seen yeah. electoralism throughout history prove that not to be true. So sure. this all brings me back to the argument of, do I, if I come to a general election yeah. and I'm paced with don't vote, vote for Bernie Sanders, vote for Donald Trump. I'm going to vote for Bernie Sanders. If I go into a Democratic sure. primary because I'm a registered Democrat for this purpose and I have to vote for Bernie Sanders or any of the other chuckle fucks on that ballot, I'll vote for Bernie Sanders. Fine. Um, but I'm not going to platform any of those people. I don't sure. think any of those people get are going to help. I, I don't think any of those people helped the revolution un, except for the fact of, and this, I guess, is the real crux of what I wanted to ask you about. The argument that I saw from, from this person on Twitter that, that really got me hmming was making things, there is no harm reduction in capitalism. You can't do harm reduction. Okay. It's impossible. That okay. was their argument. Well, that's fine because that's really language. Okay, so before we get into that, just, just on the subject <laughs> of harm reduction, I would direct people to, uh, her name is Ricky. I don't, I don't know her last name, um, but she, she does have, have, uh, Several articles she she writes. Uh, she does it mostly through a Patreon, but she does a revolutionary a revolution through reading program. Oh, um, yeah. over in I think Carolina. Okay, um, where she gives kids like books with black heroes and and stuff like that, and Fuck she's yeah. great. And Fuck yeah, and she's and she does some very good writings about you know what's wrong with Bernie Sanders and whether to support Bernie. I mean, she's definitely probably even more uh, anti-electoralism than me. Oh, oh, oh shit. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, well, and, and this, this person, this person is definitely to the left of that too. So that's, yeah. I'm, I'm, um, and she, she definitely believes uh, that the, the, you, the word harm reduction abusing it in a political sense is, is not good because that's not what the word is, is for. It's okay. So then in this, in this context, yeah, the, the the concept is that the argument was there is no way to uh, to make things better, reduce the impact of capitalism in this country, materially improve people's lives in this country without taking that. It basically is treating that like a zero sum game for um, people of color and okay. the global south. OK. And that. In that that particular point to me is interesting because I'm trying to I'm trying to think of why how that logic that that to me seems almost too ultra left pure yeah yeah because if you were to tell me that how does canceling student how would for instance canceling student loan debt and giving guaranteed free at cost of or free at point of payment health care yeah. how would that yeah, how, the, how would that impact the global south? How would that be extracting the, labor from people? Yeah, the only two two pieces of logic for that is one, the lack of radicalization. Correct. And two is the history of the NHS in, in England. So how, explain that further. Um, oh, boy, this is something I'd want to be more prepared for normally. Well, good luck. Uh, it's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, History of the NHS is basically when it went to pass, uh, England was brutally colonizing places such as 
India, and okay. they gained the funding of that okay. uh, by more extremely colonizing India, Africa, pulling more resources from there to establish the NAS. Those funds didn't come out of tax dollars. Okay, so the argument in this, so if you wanted to make an equally persuasive argument, you could... Right, as the U.S. would, like, say, turn up the heat in Iraq. In, in Iraq, Iran, Venezuela, yeah. places, places where we have resources that, that where we want... If we were to coup, if we would push harder for a Guaido coup right. in the, in so, the hopes so like, of getting let's, Venezuela Let's say oil. this current push of, of uh, Moss down in Bolivia, um, which, oh, by the way, uh, the U.S. is is now... Uh, USAID is now working with Añez, the, uh, the coup president lady. Um, yeah. To, to set up the elections in May, but that's good. But Moss Moss looks like it has a very, very strong coalition going on right now. Awesome. Like uh, about three weeks ago, people were worried because um, I can't even think of his name. Um, the the indigenous candidate uh, was going was not necessarily going to be given the the Moss presidential ticket that they would lose a lot of the indigenous support which was vital to you know say uh morales right yeah so again and again um, this is something i'm gonna have to do better at and so just again guys you're gonna yeah. realize real quick how dumb nathan is what's mas uh, other Mas than more in mo- Spanish, movement towards socialism. Okay, it's, so Mas is the Evo six- Morales's party. There we go. Okay, so the party that the the party of Morales is mm-hmm. moving. Okay, they have a strong coalition and they are moving yes. forward. Okay, okay, yeah, this works. yeah, yeah, and of course, yeah, and it's an acronym. Mas is more in Spanish, of course. Yeah, 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 but it's movement towards socialism. Okay, um, but they the I cannot think both their names. I had both their names, which is which is fine. Again, the whole yeah. the other the other but, gist of this, but is the indigenous not- guys is now running for vice president. And he gave a speech about bringing it, bringing things together. And it looks like not only is the indigenous groups behind them, but other smaller parties mm-hmm. are fully behind Moss for this presidential run. Yeah. Uh, trade unionists are, are fully behind Moss for this presidential run. It looks like the coalition of support for Moss is very, very powerful, which makes with the USAID, whatever the hell they're going to do with the election, even more frightening. Frightening. Yeah. yeah. Which means we need to be. Yeah. So again, material things you can do is be focused on that and don't let that try and get swept under the rug like people yeah, are going to try and do it. Exactly, exactly. But so, but an example of that is, you know, I mean, they would turn up the heat against Moss retaking Bolivia because not only are they very, very happy to have those lithium mines back, yeah. uh, but that would be even more concerning if, the, if, say, the Green New Deal happens or yeah. something like that. No. You know, I mean, they... It would be the same kind of thing, you know. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of you know resources that are used towards medicines and things from countries that have been uh, attacked in the global south. You know, I mean, uh, Afghanistan. They would they would definitely turn up the heat oh, and the colonization there. Poppies. Uh, yeah, I'd get those those opium poppies. You know, I mean, that's that's another example. So that that is the. Uh, talk against it is like you can't lift one up without one going down unless there's a, a mutual trade where people no. are already free. Well, and thank you because that's that was the hard because that makes perfect sense and that's yeah. that is again I think the whole goal. Yeah, that it, right there in a nutshell was what I wanted this yes. whole current event things to be only because. I think that's what I definitely what I want out of this. Yeah. And what other people had expressed too was just how do you an- analyze that is a very materialist way of analyzing it but on its face when you hear those kind of things it's off-putting so having sure. some analysis behind it like that again the, the context sure. of it was important sure. understanding that sure now i'm not sure if that's totally totally true there's a level that's true no but I and a, see another that. good example is let's talk about rape right and rape is still horribly unaddressed uh but anytime you know there was a lot of talk about rape in the 90s right and they came out with the crime bills that's where you heard the, like the super, super predator. predator talk you know and it didn't really solve rape no uh, at all, but it certainly put a lot more black people in jail. It what? Okay, it did. Now I'm very confused as to how that works for universal health. Are, are, well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Anytime you go to address something, oh, the okay, people doing okay. it aren't necessarily doing it in good faith. In good faith, yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. Okay, and that's so. Then the other, the the other, I guess, last part of that argument. Mm-hmm. Then and this because this is this is more, I guess, me possibly tearing down my own position than it is anything else because sure. I have been fairly. I've been pretty consistently with you off off mic of the yeah. opinion that I I thought it I feel it would be easier to organize and to radicalize and to push further if Sanders got elected than if he didn't. Yeah. For this for for a couple reasons. And I, I want to explain those because I think it's I think it's worth mm-hmm. I think it's worth at least knowing what that is. Yeah. So the the first one being if Sanders does not get elected. Yeah. I think his base the base that believes he is the change that believes he does fix things yeah they don't 
become confronted with the reality that they're that that Bernie can't do it, they just go back to convincing themselves that he got rat fucked out of it, and if only we'd have elected him, this would have been better. Yeah. And then he will die. Or, or just be too old to run the next cycle. And then they'll just have this mythological idea of, well, no, we just have to elect the right one and we solve it. And, that, and that's fair. That's fair. Counter to that is, of course, the example of Obama. Right. Obama was supposed to be super aggressive when he came up. And now you've got some people that are further radicalized because he yeah, did nothing. Exactly. And you have me. a lot of people. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and, Specifically and, me. <laughs> and you have lots and lots of other people that would have never would have been very easy to radicalize and would have never found themselves defending Democrats that will now defend Democrats till the day they die, you know? Okay. Um, so, but the question is, are those people, were they always late and opportunists anyway? Yeah. Because well, they like, just show their face. Yeah. Cause that's the thing is I look at, I always, I think, I think you're going to always naturally do that, but I, yeah. I look could, at myself, I was a fairly, I am, have been, always will be mm-hmm. to a certain extent, much more privileged than uh, almost anyone that policy is going to affect. I theoretically could, could live life a poli- in that Joe Rogan a political stance if I wanted to at the end of the day I, yeah I, I probably have enough enough white male rural middle privilege that I could get away with that if I wanted to yeah I mean I'm a software engineer God knows exactly exactly you know um I I so that being said I am my radicalization came off of Obama doing getting a ele- being very invested in Obama. Because I was when that yeah. went through, I was very invested in that campaign. Um, seeing him do jack shit, uh, and then realizing, oh fuck, maybe this isn't the answer. And I yeah. think, and if Bernie gets elected, there's definitely a possibility. There's of, a of large that. chunk that are going to realize that mm-hmm. through one way or another. Now, even if you remain committed to the concept that Bernie's the guy, we all know that you can't just legislate by fiat in this country. It doesn't work that way. You're not right. Gonna... The only reason, you know, say Trump or Clinton or someone gets away with it is because they all, all the ruling class wants the same thing. Exactly. If so you want something uh, going against the ruling class, it just won't You're happen. not going to be able to just rail, rail that through. They will yeah. fight it tooth and nail and they have the resources and they'll win. They always, they always have. Yeah. So you're not going to convince. So those people, again, I think you would just kind of latently have this sort of a Bernie style, quote unquote, resistance, a dirt bag left resistance of, Oh fuck it. The whole system's rigged. Let's just get nihilist about it and not do anything. Yeah, whereas absolutely, you know, I could absolutely see that happening. Whereas if you get him elected, I always saw it as two things would happen. One, either he is the saint, the, the the chosen one that will balance the force in the universe, and you get everything you want, and we get full on social, which we all fucking know isn't happening. No one listening to this thinks no, that's going to happen. No, exactly. The dude, the dude that that tells you that socialism is what happens in Europe, and exactly. that China's bad, and Maduro's bad, that voted for to go in and bomb Yugoslavia. Yeah, exactly, no, he's, exactly. He's not doing shit. So that's not going to happen. Or everyone who really, really is at their core want to be social, like believe in socialism yeah. and are just kind of confused as to, th- or, or not, you know, don't have enough theory to understand why Bernie is not the mm-hmm. guy are going to see practically in their material life, how that doesn't work and how that all of that effort and all of that push and all of that funding and all of that, everything never really changed the underlying structure. Sure. And then those people are going to become far more easy to radicalize, far more easy to radicalize. That's, that's definitely fair. Um, um, but that's something that it falls within the bounds of material conditions, which are not necessarily things you, you are constructing. There are things you're adapting to in your strategy. And so like, say when that happens, if you're someone that was saying vote for Bernie, when that happens and everybody's turning, they're not going to listen to you. They're going to listen to the people who are telling you voting for Bernie isn't going to do shit. And we're correct about that. Yes. And, okay. and, and for the record, that is why. When I was at, because that is why we had we had the question posed to us. We yeah. got asked, "Hey, do we want to help interview some of these Rose Caucus members?" Yeah, and my answer to that was no, absolutely not. Not yeah. because I don't believe that they're trying to do good things. Not because I think they're inherently bad people. Not because I necess- not because I want them to lose or I don't want them to win their race for whatever reason. But because at the end of the day, fundamentally, I believe their entire strategy is erroneous and won't lead to revolution. And that is the whole point of this endeavor. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the thing you've got to, I mean, again, as long as I, I, I don't think you're a counter revolutionary if you use, if you, when you vote, vote for Bernie. Okay. I just don't think there's 
anything, anything revolutionary about campaigning or pushing or no. or doing anything like that for Bernie. And I will I will always strategically defend on issue. I even strategically defended, you know, Hillary at times on issue when it was when when that person is standing in for them and everyone left of them. When someone is attacking someone dishonestly and they mean you too, yeah. then I will I will stand against the dishonest attack. And Bernie does see a lot of that. Like when ta- people oh. talk about, you know, like, oh, we, we can't afford, you know, health care or something like that. Or, you know, uh, th- then I will go, oh, no. Yeah. I mean, th- this is bullshit. Yeah. Right? We, we're paying more for health care than anyone else in the world and we get worse outcomes out of it. Of course, yeah. we can afford health care. It's just how do we choose to do it? Right, right. And even this, say, Rogan thing, you know, when people... When people yeah. who are chummy with Barry Weiss and shit are gonna are gonna uh, you know get on his ass for for you know Palinara or for going on the show and taking an endorsement from uh, transphobic Joe Rogan I mean, taking an endorsement it was literally just on his show his producer asked hey who would you vote well, for in I a know, primary but, but Bernie also like took that and ran with it he eh. didn't he didn't just not notice it. Eh. I don't know. If he, is he running with it? I oh, no, he definitely, like, he put a little video out and everything. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right, yeah. all right, he's, all right. He's I can definitely running with it. Yeah, all right, he, all right. I'll he endorsed that. the endorsement. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. We're getting meta endorsement. We're getting yeah. inception level endorsements. <laughs> this is fun. But again, uh, that's... I, I really do think there is... Yeah, I mean, so I'm not I'm not going to defend that or defend no. Joe Rogan or, or anything like that, no. you know? No, no, no. At, no. at all. In fact, I'm I'm going to very, be very plain that, like, Joe Rogan is, enti- is a giant piece of shit, and that's not who you want your endorsement from. No. But if you get an endorsement, you know, I mean, you're not, you're not out there telling everybody to endorse and not endorse you one by one. They're doing that based on the issues. And someone who is, is that far right, uh, endorsing you based on the issues is, is sometimes not a good sign for the issues, but maybe it's sometimes a good sign for how universal your reach is. Yeah. So you can't always take that as black and white. Oh, agree. I, I mean, a hundred percent. And uh, I think you can see, I think the only other issue at hand there that I'm, I'm really yeah. curious about was so let's say do you think because the the view I had of the person saying that well you can't know the comment we communists can't vote for Bernie because you can't do harm reduction yeah that feels intuitively it feels accelerationist because it seems like the only other option there is you're basically conceding we would like to continue doing more yeah, and you can't of do this that acceleration. You can't, yeah, you can't fight back if you're if you're dead and yeah. and revolution is a progressive thing. It takes time, you know. I mean we the thing everybody turns to for a a blueprint of a revolution of course is is 1917. 1917 happened after 1905. Correct. You know, they didn't try to go back on 1905. They didn't like, we need back to the total monarchy to overthrow it. They took 1905 and went forward with yeah. it. And I know? think at the end of the day, what we really... And, and it was two revolutions, too. They didn't yeah. take the February Revolution to move back. They went forward. Like, the going forward is a good thing. And that's where you need, again, I think the biggest thing we don't have, because right now, again, I, 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 make, the, I make the analogy to of NHS to, or, or whatever, Medicare for All, yeah. to... Again, what the Panthers recognize that you have to rec- to, to improve people's material conditions. Yes, if you are going to if you're if you're if you're going to let them be radical, if you if you have passionate, uh, uh, talented organizers and speakers and theoreticians and and people that can really go out and create a movement, but they're starving and working eighty hours a week to support a family. Yeah you're losing those people silently before you ever get them started. The next Fred Hampton, the Fred Hamptons of the world are not able to go out because they're, we have created a system that is hostile to their existence. Yeah. And the hope would be that if Bernie is able to get either of his major policy thrust through, which seem to be either student debt cancellation or Medicare for all, that would reduce precarity for by definition, the more radical elements of your of your group, hopefully. Yeah, Again, edu- yeah, that's fair enough. But then also, you know, um, so I mean, you—the biggest thing you've got to do, uh, since you brought up the the Black Panther Party, yes. uh, is you know, is the people, you know, support the yes. people, is is go meet the people where they are. And what meet the people where they are is does not mean like concede in electoral politics. People abuse so many terms with this stuff. Uh, yeah. Meet the people where they are means that, you know, you go out when they don't have food and you make them meals. Yes. You go out yes. when they, they need a job and you find them work. You go out uh, where they need, you know, medical assistance and, and you help raise funds for that and help find equipment for that. Uh, you go, you know, where they don't have clothes and, and you do sock drives and, and things like that. You know, that, that's what it is. The stuff that, that the blank 
Panther Party was doing. And it was pointed out to me. So we had a communication uh, recently that, that pointed us to uh, reading some by Rashid Johnson, who's the yes. Minister of Defense for the New African Black Panther Party. Okay. Yes. Um, which I definitely, definitely plan on getting that book and would strongly recommend uh, getting uh, Rashid's book. But yes. I've shout been, out, shout, shout out to Comrade Carlick Jr. Yeah. Comrade Carlick Jr. on uh, Twitter. One, just great name. Just, just solid <laughs> fucking Twitter. Solid fucking Twitter name. Yeah. Uh, and two, yes, thank you, thank you for reaching out. We sincerely appreciate it. Yes. Yes. And uh, something I've been reading uh, some Rashid, but uh, something he pointed out is some of the writings of of Huey. Um, and Huey was really, really smart about going to and meeting the people. And he had been talking about, and unfortunately, this is coincidentally right before COINTELPRO, he talking about people being very fearful of, you know, infiltration, right? And that had like seized on essentially the communist parties in America. Yeah. And something he said was, you know, I mean, you're, you're already compromised. You're not going to get up there without being compromised. You can't be afraid of it. Obviously, there's some level it's going to be underground, but you have to go meet the people. You have to be visible. And that's what we should be worrying about. Not, oh. not should we back Bernie or not? It's just, no. you know, how do we get, how do we get to the people? Um, and so I definitely want to dive in a little bit on this new African uh, Black Panther Party. Looks like they're also trying to yeah. revive the the White Panthers to some degree based on, on what I've seen. Yeah, on the, on the main page I saw that, which yeah. was really heartening for a uh, just <laughs> yeah. for, for, for to be, yeah. And, and something the new African Black Panther Party has in contrast to the Black Panther Party defense is the new African Black Panther Party was born out of prison, like out of imprisoned yes. inmates. And when you're in prison, you're already facing totally, totally degraded conditions, um, you know, brutality through tear gas, which is a, a chemical weapon banned, uh, you know, by the International Criminal Yeah, you can't use it in, you couldn't use it in warfare, but you can use it for riot control. Right, right. That makes sense. Geneva uh, Conventions, they're just, cool. Just grotesque stuff. Um, but you're also under hyper surveillance. And so everybody's worried about, well, how are we going to get out in the surveillance state? How are we going to, you know, how are we going to be afraid? And people that are already hyper surveilled are, are create, recreating the Black Panther Party, yeah. which was destroyed by COINTELPRO. If they can do it, we can all organize. That's and that's the thing is we have to. There's no there, there is there's going to be no point in being underground about yeah. any of this. If they wanted, if it wanted to be found out, it would be found out. If it wanted to be, you know, yeah. I mean, there's always some level of underground. You don't go like this is going to be my next move in chess. No, but there's but also, there's, yeah, you can't be totally underground. No, you're, you're, you're going to be disconnected from the people. Exactly, and, and the people, the masses are your strength. And that's I think what it is. Is I if I. I think my my support and again support is not critical with a capital C critical support of Bernie Sanders campaign of the concept that him getting elected would be a net positive all comes from the fact that I don't I guess see any other organizations on the ground taking care of that that are that are helping that are going to change the conditions enough for for us to build the party we need to build because we yeah. ha- we Whereas, have to build a part we yeah. you have to build a party there is no bolshevik resolution without the bolsheviks there's no there's no uh uh cuba does not happen without fidel yeah. and the party you don't have vietnam does not happen without ho chi minh and and the viet minh I, I mean you you have to have some level of, there's always some level of organization that just does not exist right now yeah and where i am is i i agree we need a much much bigger party to combat this and that's why i don't think we should be wasting time like if you want to vote for bernie fine if you want to vote third party more like yeah. me to give more visibility fine i don't care we and and we can use like when you're talking to the masses who are maybe less radicalized you know if you want to say yeah you deserve free health care by all means you know let them know that they do yeah. that's yeah. going to speak to them but we should be worried about about growing a a growing a vanguard and making sure that it is a true vanguard and that people that are in it are are truly comrades and what a comrade is a comrade is not your friend it's not your your buddy i mean obviously there's a humanism there you hope for that but you don't care about that what a comrade is is we're in a battle of we're in a revolution is a revolutionary battle okay and that revolutionary battle is you know going to be self sustainability as a community yep. uh, it's going to be political education uh, it's going to be to 
some point there will be violent things coming to a head and it will be, you know, a gunfight at, at some point. Yes. Right. 100%. Um, and whatever stage, whatever step, whatever portion of that battle you're in, when you fall, when you're incapacitated, when you're unable to carry on that battle, when you die, a comrade will pick up those books, that that keyboard, those that gun, uh, the, that bread, whatever it is, and carry on the fight. That's what a comrade is. And so we need a vanguard full of comrades uh, grown. And and there's always a balance because there's a lot of parties out there and they have their issues. Uh, otherwise, we'd, we'd have a revolutionary revolution by now. Certainly, it's been, been worked on for a while. Um, but you don't have to go out. Organizing doesn't mean go out and create a new organization every time. Uh, organizing starts with just helping, helping with organizing, you know, spreading, spreading the word, spreading the political education, you know, helping at events, uh, things like that. And then you you can become an organizer and you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You just have to build something bigger and stronger. And there's choices out there. You know, I mean, obviously, there is the new African Black Panther Party with PSL, which we've talked greatly about their imperfections. But they are fantastic, along with the Answer Coalition, at mobilizing anti-war campaigns. Yep. Uh, there's the Workers' World Party, who's born out of the the, the PSL. There's a Freedom Road Socialist. Uh, Workers' World, we talking about IW. We're talking about IW. No, we nope. haven't talked about IW. There's IWW uh, specifically also has, you know, uh, incarcerated workers yes. organizing coalition as well. Yes. Um, you know, I mean, start helping at those efforts, uh, especially, especially, you know, people uh, who are imprisoned, uh, people who are in, in poor, you know, in racialized neighborhoods, uh, certainly not excluding reservations. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. You There's know, one group that you definitely, that definitely yeah. understands the contradictions. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is definitely, definitely a decolonial project and is a decolonial project run by and for human beings. And if we are not going to the human beings and radicalizing the human beings and meeting the human beings needs and fighting together at human beings for this revolution, it will never be decolonial and it will never happen. That's what I want people to focus on. And I, I, I want to continue no further because I think that I think that very acutely sums up again, at least this. Again, we're not we're not in perfect lockstep. We're, we're, we're individual human beings. We think we think variably, but I think this yes. again highlights yeah. some. So again, you're going to see discourse on Twitter, and you're going to see people going back and forth with some what what on their face appear to be some bold um, um, statements that may strike you the wrong way. Just know, a lot of times there is a lot of nuance behind it and i think that i think Dave, what you just went through was was an extremely good illustration of some of that nuance behind again because there's a very heated argument between the le- uh, is bernie far enough should you vote for bernie if you don't vote for bernie or you're yeah. you're betraying us all and all the so I, again i think that shows yeah. again there is there is both sides to this. there's nuance to this there's a reason that we can you know be be not wanting to platform people in let's say the rose caucus but also still not you know trying to backstab them and 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 keep them from getting elected right there, and, you and there's to, nuance in like i said defending you know bernie or someone when they really mean him or someone farther left or it's a grotesque hypocrisy where they're like you know don't talk to joe rogan but we're gonna buddy up with jk rowling and a bunch of war criminals oh, Jesus Christ. uh you know i mean that that is you know i i definitely but that said on the other hand Fuck Joe Rogan and unapologetically. Yes, just, unapologetically. Just fuck Joe Rogan. Fuck him. No, fuck him. The man show. The man show was bad. Uh, I don't, I'm gonna go ahead and say that. MMA, not great. Gonna go ahead and say yeah. that. I mean, I, I don't was know. Joe Rogan on the Man Show. I thought that was Adam Carolla and Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, Joe Rogan and Doug Stanhope did it after. Oh, uh, okay. After Kimmel and the other one and Corolla. Yes, okay. it was Corolla and Kimmel, and then it was Stanhope anyway, and Rogan. All four of those people can get <laughs> fucked. Yeah. Um, to a certain extent. Um, but but Rogan, especially, yeah, Rogan especially. No, because he. Yeah, again, I don't think I, I think I would loudly say fuck Rogan before I'd say fuck Kimmel. Uh, really? Really? Yeah. Kimmel, yeah, trash neolib. Oh no, he sucks. He sucks. Don't get me wrong. Okay, he's not platforming Nazis. All right. Oh, I don't know about that. We'll have to. I'll have to go back through his show and see. Well, who he's yeah, I, I probably. I probably. Come on now. Well, yeah, that's yeah, a good don't, point. Don't you? That's a. That's a, that's a good point. And on that bombshell, we're uh, <laughs> we. All right. So this we we debated whether or not we would be able to uh, to fill enough time on a current events episode. We filled an hour talking about two things. So there you go. Doesn't seem like we're gonna have much of an issue doing that. So again, hopefully this will 
will be once a month. We will do this uh-huh. unless something urgent, urgent, urgent happens. Again, the General Suleimani uh, assassination was was obviously large enough and yeah, that's how important this, enough that this it had, tread started. Yeah. that it was worth it. But other than that, we're just going to kind of we're going to let them build because I don't want to force these out every week or even every other week. I want to no. organically kind of find things that we can have a nuanced conversation about. And uh, I think that was this. So this will be this and uh, your other bonus episode will be coming at uh you know two weeks from now so that being said i'm nathan i'm david Bye. bye hi this is david and i'm going to do another one of our uh Corrections before the episode comes out. Corrections are a new fun tradition. Uh, basically, there were a few things. These current event episodes are a little out of character. I feel sometimes because you know, I mean, we're not going by the text and bringing up current events as they go. We're trying to think what's on our minds, and that means some large conversations about certain things and kind of missing out on other things and wishing, you know, oh, I wish I had touched on that better, uh, or you know, a few more opportunities to uh, misstep in what we say because obviously, you know, we're not going to be uh, perfect advocates out there. We're just trying to educate people in a revolution fashion. Um, also, this episode's a couple weeks outdated already uh, because of the recording pattern we had to do, so hopefully I can get it up to speed a little bit better with these corrections before the correction. The first thing I want to correct is I talked about harm reduction and the misuse of harm reduction, which is a really big thing. Um, and uh, so when I was talking about that, what harm reduction is, is I think I, I couldn't remember what it was referring to. I think I, I threw out domestic violence or something I couldn't remember, but it's actually uh, for drug addiction. It's, it's a term for drug addiction. Um, harm reduction includes reducing harmful effects of, of things anywhere from, you know, overdoses uh, by going to, to lesser drugs that have less addictive qualities, um, such as, you know, if you're on an, an opiate or, or, you know, especially like a, a, a heroin addiction, um, you know, taking uh, uh, something like methadone can really harm that down. Uh, biggest one, of course, for, you know, uh, black and indigenous people of color is the carceral state can really, really, really put a hamper uh, on you when you're already suffering from a drug addiction uh, with the war on drugs out there. Um, so it's a very, very specific term that you know can't be thrown around it has deep deep uh implications with you know the carceral state and the prison population prison abolition uh drug addiction drug rehabilitation things like that and and so tossing it around is like uh picking a lesser evil if lesser evilism in politics because the name kind of sounds like that's what it means it kind of throws out you know the the meaning of that word and it, Sometimes it doesn't matter that much, you know, colloquial meaning of a word is, is whatever. Um, words are social constructs as they are, uh, but words are important and you can't just go, whoop, social construct, and da, da, da. you know, I mean, that, that's a very important word to protect. Uh, the other thing is I could not, for the life of me, uh, remember the name of the members elected the, the, the MAS presidential ticket, uh, MAS being moving forward socialism. Um, so basically, uh, there was uh, David Kochawanka and uh, or it's uh, David Chokawanka and um, I, you want to emphasize the H when pronouncing it better too. I'm not very good at, at pronouncing uh, names if you haven't caught that on in this this, but it's like it's it's like Chokawanka. Um, but anyway. Um, he is the indigenous leader on the ticket, um, kind of, you know, in the vein of, of Evo Morales. And uh, so when he became vice president, there was some concern about disunity. We talked about, like, everybody is really backing it. it there's a lot of momentum. It's looking really good. So Luis Arce is uh, the presidential nominee for MAS, and uh, David Chokewonka is uh, the uh, vice presidential candidate and an indigenous representative. Uh, and it sounds like there's a lot of unification behind MAS, which is a very, very good sign. Uh, Hopefully, you know, USAID does not get their grubby finger. I mean, they have their grubby fingers on it. Hopefully, grubby fingers can't squeeze that election tightly enough uh, to affect it and Moss can retake power. But we, we will unfortunately see. Also, uh, just to give a little more insight, too, I think I've mentioned before, I, I kind of did a throwaway like, you know, Bolivia is so uh, decentralized in power um, that it has two capitals, right? And that's that's true, but that's not the best example of, of that. So it, it's really, it's centralized. And, and it, by Bolivia at the time, Moss was. In charge. So Moss uh, is very decentralized, very much a power of the people. 
party, okay? Um, and, and not to say, I mean, we're big on centralization, and, and Moss certainly has centralized power to a degree, but I mean, like, they don't have, like, a, a stronghold top-down power. They very much are a grassroots people's power. Um, along the lines that someone who's, you know, anti-authoritarian should should be very, very happy with. So, you know, the, the lash out of, at Evo Morales as, as some kind of, you know, climate-hating dictator or whatever from the quote-unquote left is, is just all the more grotesque. Uh, but basically, technically, there are two capitals because the traditional capital is Sucre, but Sucre only has the uh, judicial uh, branch in Bolivia. Um, all of the central government is in La Paz. Um, next to La Paz, and this is where a lot of MAS has a lot of their their power base in, uh, is El Alto, which is the second largest uh, city and the largest growing city uh, in Bolivia. So that's kind of like the, the Versailles to Paris uh, kind of there of, of Bolivia. And then the fourth largest city of Bolivia, uh, kind of in the Andes Mountain, it's, it's, it's kind of in a triangular center uh, between Sucre, uh, Santa, Santa Cruz de la Sierra, which is a, a big commercial center, and La Paz, which is the center of government, is uh, Cochabamba. And uh, Cochabamba is a, uh, it's the fourth largest city. It's a, a very, very big cultural center in Bolivia. Um, but it's also where a lot of the radical and indigenous groups really, really settle in. And that's why you go immediately after the coup, it was El Alto and Cochabamba, where you saw them uh, take their suppression. And Cochabamba being far the, or away from the Paz, so it was a little harder for the, the coup forces to, to get out there and mobilize as quickly, even though they were very, very brutal. Uh, Cochabamba was mobilizing much more, much more thoroughly. Not that El Alto wasn't mobilizing very, very quickly. It wasn't right there on the doorstep. Um, so just, just a little bit of insight there, since it has come up, just to make things a little less confusing. Uh, also, I could not think of the term uh, "serve the people" for some reason, which is really embarrassing because we were talking about the, the new African Black Panther Party, and of course the original Black Panther Party of Defense. So "serve the people" is the words that I could not get off the tip of my tongue. That's the name of the program uh, to, of course, serve. The people to provide for the people uh, of the Black Panthers has been the same term since uh, Black Panther Party of Defense. Um, and then, of course, we talked about a frog video with, with no evidence and, and you know, uh, muscle twitching and something, some other stuff about that uh, for the, you know, brutal, eat wild animal, you know, racist scaremonger and it's Chinese. And the thing I completely forgot to mention about this ridiculous frog video is there's no evidence that it's Chinese at all. <laughs> so, like, you know, I mean, I'm looking at him thinking, that frog doesn't even have a head. It's and, and frog muscles do go through rigor mortis very slowly, so that frog could be moving from salt. I guess I don't have any evidence otherwise that it's not alive, but I also have no evidence that it's even Chinese. Um, so, yeah, it's... Uh, it's a pretty ridiculous uh, piece of propaganda. Uh, so I just wanted to, you know, addendum all that kind of to either the beginning or the end, uh, wherever Nathan decides it's best to, to put it, on this current events episode. And hopefully we can keep up with these about once a month, as long as they're not distracted from the theory. Uh, not that we'll pepper in, you know, current events as appropriate uh, in the theory, and not that our main job isn't the theory. That's really what I want our podcast to be here for, and so that you can tie that to revolutionary action. But obviously current events are pretty important. Sometimes they don't really fit in the book and we don't want to overly shoehorn them and take away from the theory or miss out on talking about something that's important. And uh, also, if we talk about them to the side, we think not only uh, is that a better engagement for some people that maybe wait till we're done with chapters or books or whatever to still keep up in these current events and not fall behind, but it's something where we can focus more on the theory in an episode. We'll still have plenty of asides, but maybe we'll get through more than four pages <laughs> when we're reading things word for word. Uh, so that was it. That's all I really want to do. Thank you, guys. David here forgot oh, one more thing. Um, so the uh, Wet'suwet'en uh, people in uh, Canada who are being pushed away uh, by the off their own land uh, by the uh, Royal Canadian Mounted Police right now. Uh, you certainly want to uh, support them in any way you can. Now we certainly need to get people up there uh, fighting for them. I mean, to me, that's a much, much more important thing. You know, uh, not only radicalizing but certainly materially supporting uh, the people who are affected by our decolonial revolution the most. And so, if we're not uh, supporting and helping out these fights of people who have their land taken away when 
we need to work to get their land back to them, uh, we're certainly not doing anything. Uh, so the Wet'suwet'en people, uh, I know at least six were arrested uh, and pulled off their land, um, but they're they're being forcibly pushed off their land for an oil pipeline. Uh, you see probably some protest movements going across uh, Canada now in support of them, which is very good. Uh, I would certainly recommend if you can't uh, make it up there and physically support them in some way or push your party to support them in some way, uh, that you donate to their legal fees. Uh, so there's, uh, we'll put it in the show notes, uh, but it's unistotten.camp slash support hyphen us slash donate is a good place that you can donate to their legal fees. That's U-N-I-S-T-O-T-E-N dot C-A-M-P forward slash S-U-P-P-O-R-T hyphen U-S forward slash D-O-N-A-T-E forward slash. Um, so definitely, definitely uh, would ask you to donate to their legal fees if it is all possibly, if it's all possible, and do anything you can to uh, help them out. 